see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for listening to Mutiny Radio at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Yay! We have comedians here. They're going to work on their new material, their old material. I found a thing, Scrutiny on the Bounty. But Bounty, I thought that was cute. It's Mutiny. Uh, We're going to listen to some tunes real quickly, and then I'll be right back after we make a list. for giving us he gave us a grip of world music he gave us like so much world music I'm very very excited it's deep and wide and uh, wow we uh, have a lot of it so thank you we're here at the joke workshop people get four minutes Uh, we punctuate the third minute with a horn that means you have a minute left for new comedians it's a really good feeling to know what a minute feels like practice that know what that is try not to run the light or if you do run it know what that feels like too we're all here to learn it's all fine uh but four minute sets and then we do four minutes of critique please uh take notes and pay attention to people the more that you guys make this uh the more it is i'll get those microphones out for you in a minute too so that you have like uh ability to speak into things uh hey remember we want to be kind if you're going to feed someone a shit sandwich at least make the bread taste good nice toasted brioche bun on the on the top and bottom maybe a little mayonnaise and then put the shit burger in the middle but uh be nice to each other because that's you know we're trying to be helpful we're not trying to be mean um unless you're just like really good friends with people and like that's how you interact because you don't know actually how to share feelings or whatever so you just make fun of each other on stage and stuff that's cool too 
Your first comedian of the night. What a lovely human being he is. Uh, he's going to be starting his own open mic here at Mutiny Radio very soon. He is thinking about times and dates and names. But right now, we know what his name is. Put your hands together for Capital Pilcrow! <laughs> I think I've got a name figured out, time I'm still working on. But I like watch and learn, because that's pretty much what I spend most of my time doing. How y'all doing today? Good. Y'all look good. Apparently, I don't. Apparently, I look like I do heroin. This look, five years ago, this was the stoner look. The kind of greasy, tired, like, bags under your half-closed eyes. That was the stoners, but now, everybody's a stoner. So, the other option, if I look like I'm fucked up, is that I do heroin. And I, I wouldn't do heroin. I've just, I've seen where it leads. You know, the weed people, now all the weed people are normal. The acid people, they're crazy, but they're nice. Heroin people are homeless. Not to, a. Uh... oh yeah, heroin people are homeless and uh, not many homeless rocket scientists. They're uh, mostly beggars. Not that I, I don't got any kind of problem with the homeless, actually. I love helping out the homeless. Um, I do fucking, I hate lazy bums, though. Uh, cause, just because to be a beggar, like, you got to be an asshole to try and convince people to pay you for doing nothing. Like, how entitled do you have to be to sit there and just expect the money to come in? And how entitled do you have to be to pass your money out to lazy motherfuckers for nothing? Like, money ain't free. You gotta earn it, right? Like, you could do that. You can get a job. Job is a safe option. If you wanna, if your dream is to spend your whole life working for somebody else's dream. Or you could take the uh, risky option, risk reward. You could sell drugs and sex, you know, goods and services. At least you're helping somebody, you're earning your money. Or shit, you could even, you could dance naked in the street. At least you're trying to entertain me. We have some kind of exchange going on. But if you're begging, you're, you're not helping nobody. In fact, you're actually, you're a, you're bothering people. You're like, you're like a shitty one-man version of the mafia, like a little one-man mafia. Except instead of busting my windows, the only thing you can do is make me feel guilty when I get home. Um, begging is asking people for money. I need to stop doing that. Begging is asking people for money because you can't figure out how to get it yourself. Which basically means that you're getting paid to be stupid. But if I'm stupid, I get fired. What makes you so special that you get to be stupid and paid? You know, maybe actually, maybe I am being stupid. Maybe I just gotta set up a GoFundMe to pay for my rent and just have really bad grammar in the uh, description so everybody thinks I'm stupid and pays me too. I don't, I couldn't do that. I don't believe in uh, blessings, coincidences, miracles, nothing like that. I gotta earn everything. Cause like if I'm blessed, if, if things just come to me, then I gotta share my credit with God. I work too hard to share my credit. I don't wanna end up like Jaden Smith, right? Jaden Smith works hard as hell. He can, even, he can make album of the year. They're still gonna play Get Jiggy With It at his funeral. He wouldn't be famous without it, and it's a family tradition. Well, maybe he would, but I hate questions almost as much as I hate blessings. I want to be sure, like, like Jesus, even Jesus, he had to question whether or not he earned everything. This man, he walks thousands of miles talking the whole way. He had millions of followers. 
and in the end, they're all worshiping God. God only ever worked six days in his life, and then he took a nap. Why are we worshiping him? Jesus carrying the cross is a metaphor for Jesus basically carrying the entire Christian religion that whole time. Mm, I don't have time for the rest of that. Um, one more thing to say. Uh, my friend Ryan has been listening to pretty much every set I've done here. Uh, he lives in Florida. He's been my best friend since like freshman year. Today's his birthday, so happy birthday. Big shout out to Ryan. I love you, buddy. Um, why can't y'all do that for my jokes? You don't even fucking know Ryan. Ryan! Fuck happy y'all. birthday, Ryan. Yay! All right, that's all the jokes I got for today, though. Keep it going for Capital Pilgrim. And Ryan! Yay! Yay! Uh, I was late today, and I didn't set up your microphones properly, but they're all sort of strewn around the room, and, um, yeah, we can get to them when I'll... I'll tell you the things, um, Capital... Uh, yeah, baby, if you could do that, it'd be great. Uh, you're having some mic issues with it in the stand, and you might not hear it. I don't know what our mics are turned up to for the playback in there, but in the in the playback, if you listen to this, it's very, and the radio audience, it's very, like, clicking, like the, the cord was doing something with something else, and it was making, like, this crazy sound yeah, with the... Yeah, I heard that, like, halfway through, yeah. Yeah, and then you stopped, and you pulled it out of the stand, and that was great, because that means that you recognized it, and that's yeah. a big step. You were like, something is wrong with the mic. And you fixed it, and that's good. Because you did it like while you were doing your stuff, so that's like... Um, what's the short name for Will Smith again? You uh, used a short name for Will Smith that I didn't... Did I? I didn't know who you were talking about until you said get jiggy with it. And I'm like, oh, it's Will Smith. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh, because you were talking about his son. Okay. I see. So it wasn't it wasn't me being dumb. It was you. That's good. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean it like that. Um... And I'm so happy that you took the six days note. Thank you for doing that on the God joke. That was really <laughs> awesome of you. So, uh, cool. Other people, comments, things? Kevin August. Yeah, what's up, man? Great set. Um, mic clicking is a small thing, but would mean a lot. Um, to probably just to pull the mic out. But uh, with your whole beggars thing, I'm just waiting for you to make a comment about beggars can't be choosers and you'd rather be a chooser. There's something there, I don't know. Also, I like the idea of beggars ask like, they're asking for cash, but they take Venmo. So like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, funny, yeah. There's gotta be an easier way to do it. I don't know, you're onto something, it sounds like. You're no, right. that was a good line. I didn't even think of that, actually. That's clever, thank you. Sure, man. They all have smartphones. Yeah. I was on a bus with a person who was questionably housed and I, I, I had, don't have a smartphone and I looked at his smartphone and I was like, he smells funny. What's wrong with me? Like everyone, ha everyone can do Venmo now except me. Old people. Uh, any other people have his things for capital? You could also say nice things like good set or, but I'll take silence as a compliment. Yay! How about clap for him and his friend Ryan, whose birthday it is in Florida. Yay! Capital Pilgrim! Yay! Yay! All right. Hey, thanks for all being here at the Joke Workshop this Monday. I don't even know. It's the 27th. Like, I've been very confused on the days. Your next comedian is... I'm not confused about that. He's a funny guy. You guys are going to enjoy him very much. Get out your notepads and pay attention and think about the things that you could compliment him on or tell him that he needs help on. Uh, cool. It's Arjun Banerjee! Dude, 
I'm just so fucking sick and tired of coming to comedy open mics and hearing the good name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ disparaged. Okay, guys, let's fucking tighten up, okay? And I'll admit that we're all devout Catholics. Okay, who here's a devout Catholic? You? Hell yeah, dude. Fuck yeah, devout Catholics in the house. Dude, Ryan, stop listening. Anyways, I, uh... I mean, I don't mean to this recording, to just all of them. Do you guys think it might hurt me how anti-stand-up comedy I am? <laughs> just in general. Like, I will go to shows and be like, go home. Anyways, I, uh... I, uh, I, uh... I, uh, I matched with a girl on Tinder recently. Uh, yes, that is correct. I did. I did. I sent her a message and she responded, which is a miracle. And then she said, hey, were you at a show last? Like, she named the show last week. I was like, yeah. And she was like, ha I remember you. And then I was like, oh, cool. Did you like it? And then she did not respond. Uh-huh. So don't ever say comedy's not worth it, okay? Don't you ever tell me that putting all these hours... No, it's gonna fucking... It's bad. I don't like it. I, um... I don't know. I guess comedy, you know, you can't, like... Like, if you're a singer-songwriter, you can, like, write a girl a song. But, like, you can't, like, write a girl a joke. Like, I once tried to write my girlfriend a joke. And I was like... I wrote this joke. I was like, I was gonna come in my girlfriend's mouth. But then I was like... Does she need the calories? And... Uh, she broke up with me. Uh, so let me tell you something. And that's not even the joke I wrote. The actual joke I wrote that made her break up with me is much worse. And I'm going to tell it now. And you guys tell me which one's funnier. I, uh, my girlfriend's been moody and bleeding a lot. Uh, she's not on her period. She's just been cutting herself. Yeah. Well, yeah, one cost me a very good relationship. And the other one I wrote like two weeks ago. Um... But the second one's like way worse. Like in terms of like just pure lack of empathy for another person, which does feed into this next joke I'm going to tell very well. Here's the joke. I uh my therapist says that I'm on the spectrum, not the autistic one, the cool one. I'm on the sociopathic spectrum. I'm on a I'm a, there's not a lot of upsides to it. There's a, there's a lot of sociopaths compensate by being charming, but I am not charming. I'm an awkward person, so I'm an awkward sociopath, which is a lot like being autistic, except I know what's going on. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, like, I see that look on your face. I know what it means. I just don't care. I, uh, it's, it's not good, you know? It, it costs, I write bad jokes. I write great jokes. I write jokes that are very technically sound. <laughs> But people don't think they're funny because they're just so horrible. One person who knows her laughed at that, but he also has severe uh, personality disorder. Anyways, I um, what's the other joke I wrote? Oh, you know, legal weed's gonna be pretty fun. I mean, it is fun already, but like, I'm excited for like parents to just toke up in front of their kids. You know, like that's gonna be cool because like my dad drinks in front of me. Like they're gonna be a couple in a couple months. You're gonna have just moms being like. Mommy needs her grass. And then, okay. I wrote that, and no one's laughed at it. But, like, come on, guys. It's a mom. Like, because, you know, mommy needs her juice. Get it? Do you like wine moms, but now weed moms? That's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Isn't that going to be fun? Everyone tell me it's going to be fun. Everyone. Okay, everyone go around in a one by one, please. Shut up, Jonah. 
It's gonna be so much goddamn fun. Ugh, weed moms. Oh, this is the one. I know I don't look like I fuck, uh, but I do. And I know because I look like a falcon who can read. Huh? Does that work? I feel like it does. I have a very hooked nose, you know? I got a, not a hooked, but like a pronounced. Do I look like a falcon who can, you know what? That'll be the, that is the only thing you are allowed to comment. No, I'm kidding. Um, well, here's one. I'm mentally ill and privileged, which means I have no problems and I can't handle them anyways. Uh, it's like, my one friend, he actually said that like, you know, my dad, uh, well, he's a comic. I don't know if we're friends, but I'll say he's my friend for the joke. Uh, my, I had to, I had to, I, I lost about five thousand dollars because my dad went blind and had to retire from his job at the age of like fifty-five. But he's keeping it positive. Meanwhile, I'm like, a girl didn't respond to me on Tinder. Anyways, okay, callback. Is that a callback? Yes, it was. I finally put a callback in one of my jokes. Oh my god, guys. Um. Okay. Arjun Banerjee! Hooray! Arjun Banerjee, do people have comments? Allison Hooker does. Yeah, I think that weed mom joke would work if you set it up like comparing it to a wine mom. Oh, okay. And like you can think of some funny classic things that wine moms do or say or. Like. They, sometimes they get together, like rich wine moms get together to like take a some kind of pottery class to get away from the kids at night and get drunk and they just really want to, I don't know, like, and then you can make how that would be, how that would be different with weed because okay. it would be quite different. That would, yeah, that's like a bit, yeah. like, a bit. Like, people, people drink wine to like loosen up and get a little crazy yeah, and yeah. if a bunch of rich white women were smoking weed, they'd probably get pretty nervous Yeah. <laughs> or like really deep into talking about their kids. Yeah. Yeah, they would. So, like, that's the other thing is, what what is a weed mom like? Like, does she make better snacks because she has munchies? Oh, nice. Is she right. does she have poor boundaries because her like third eye is open? Like, <laughs> like yeah, yeah you got to paint more example. of a picture of what it's like to live with someone who's constantly borderline psychedelically high. Yeah. Uh, you you don't look like a falcon who can read. I feel like I do though. And you need I'm, to you, if you want to have the read, you need to like wear glasses or something. Okay, but I can't because I'm no fucking nerd. Anyways, uh, uh, but, wait, do it as a bit and put on sunglasses and be just totally dorky and then like call back to the spectrum. Like, I does this I, make me cool? Just be the sunglasses on, on stage comic. Something. Yeah, I can't that's do a that good just angle. For one joke. Um, it's, it's pretty stupid. Yeah. During the weed mom's joke, you did you? It sounded like you said mommy needs your needs her dress i said grass okay, okay. i didn't I, I heard dress oh, maybe okay. do that say that before doing the because she, she already has her grass right yeah, yeah. i don't know <laughs> also wine moms are maybe having affairs but are weed moms like having like orgies you know mm. do people have orgies on weed i should smoke weed you know what i mean oh shit oh fuck okay. I, you, you said you said you weren't charming and i 100 percent disagree with that because uh, charming is what successful people call good-looking losers was I just, Charming that is what successful. <laughs> yeah. Was I burned? Was that, if it makes you feel wait, any better. Wait, wait, wait. If it makes you feel wait, any better. Wait, am I good looking? Am I good looking? Yes, absolutely. Okay, that's all that matters. Okay, it. it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm, I can become a winner later. I can't become good looking later. This is like God makes that. Um, okay. I'm done. Yay! Yeah.
Sergeant Banerjee, hooray. You're an ex-comedian, another funny guy. Actually was giving some really great comments just now. Clap your hands wildly for Jonah Pollock. Yay! All right. Allison left the room so we can go back to having our men's rights meeting. <laughs> Who's with me? Uh, nobody is. Cool. Um, NFL season's almost here. We got any? We got any football fans in the audience? Yeah, all right. Uh, I, I feel like we, we've been told that we have to stop following the NFL uh, because pretty much everything about it is an abomination. But, like, we still hang out with, like, our families, and so are they. You know, like, at least football is entertaining. Um, is that a poor moral standpoint to take? Possibly. Um, and, uh, I've been entertaining myself recently by getting into vinyl. Uh, which I told my dad, he's a music fan and collector, so he's like, I'm going to send you all my coolest vinyl from the 60s. And I was like, hey, Dad, you know what else I'm getting really into appreciating is uh, money. I'd really, really love it if you send me some of that. I'd really love to appreciate some of that. Uh, he's retired, so he definitely has some sitting around. Um, I, don't, I don't really want my dad's money. I just wish he'd sent clearer expectations for me about life earlier. Like, I thought he was saying, you can do anything. Uh, but it turns out a closer translation would be, you might have to do anything. Uh, yeah, like, uh, six months ago, I told my therapist that my five-year plan was to defer my student loans and grow weed in a closet with reprocessed fish poop. Yeah, I was hoping for some pushback, but he was immediately on board. He's like, no, dude, you're finally having a breakthrough. This is what contact with truth feels like. And I'm like, I, I haven't given up on coming into money. I just haven't met the person yet who I'm going to murder for the insurance. Um, and I, I do need to figure out a better job. I currently do TaskRabbit, which means I'm a grossly overpaid janitor. And uh, like, I, and this, I, I like... People say the worst thing you can do is die alone, but they haven't lived with four roommates after the age of 30. Like, I deal with people's pubes on the floor, and I don't want to bring work home with me. Uh, but so I, I need to find a better job. I think, like, I'm not so much attached to money as I feel like your job should make you feel better about yourself each day, which is why I'm considering becoming a therapist, just because I'm very insecure, and I want to hear how bad other people have it. Uh... You know, like, uh, I haven't talked to my mom in three years. Well, I'm only at one month, but who's counting, you know? Uh, <laughs> but uh, I, we're talking about people's looks. Uh, I've, I've been told that I seem like I'm autistic, which it's not an insult because theoretically that means I should have a better job. <laughs> That's people's way of telling me I look like I earn a quarter of a million dollars a year. Uh, and then that, that the fact that I don't hurts my feelings. That's what really fucks me up. Um, yeah. Do I have any other new stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, so being uh, open mic comedian, I have to run around and eat shitty food on the go. And so I remember, like, uh, when I was growing up, people would, like, tr trash eating hot dogs. They're like, why would you want to eat that? It's made of anuses. Uh, now everyone eats butt in the bedroom, and no one makes fun of eating hot dogs. <laughs> Hot dogs are back in. Uh, let me think. One minute. Um, I think I, I, I've been a lazy boy and I didn't write any new bits. So if people want to start with the feedback, or if you just want to tell me I'm great and good looking, um, yeah, if you just want to stroke my ego, I'll take it. We got anyone? Put your hands together for Jonah Pollock, everyone. Stroke his ego. He's incredibly good looking and very, very funny. She took mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you gonna? You can say it again. I bet he'll like it. Hey, you're very good looking and very funny, man. What do you want from me? What's? <laughs> why are you being transactional right now? Um, yeah. 
Uh, you, your jokes are funny. You, uh, you don't flinch for these fucking assholes. Uh, I have no affect because I'm autistic. <laughs> and you're uh, fucking handsome, so. Oh. Is that, that is, there's the male privilege that someone who looks like me is only going to get more good looking as they get older. <laughs> it's so fair. Uh, I thought it was very funny and ironic, and you didn't mention it, that uh, who's paying for your therapist? Like Obama, you're, Obamacare. You're, oh, okay, because I'm like, you, you guys. guys so you know, if you end up on Obamacare at the right moment and have a job that involves shady tax returns, you can get free therapy for the government for several years. Are you, are you guys judging me, or are you writing this down? No, I was just, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, I thought. Wait, I wasn't done. I thought oh. that I thought that you had a huge thread the whole through the whole thing about money, and I think that you can actually tie that together. Is that you're talking a lot about money and different sort of from mm. different angles, and maybe if it. Maybe it's just something to think about writing into. Like. Oh, yeah. Well, like money, it's like freedom tickets. And the more of it you have, the less you actually have to worry about doing stuff. And there's just like no filter between your brain and your actions. Exactly. Yeah. That stuff is incredible. And then also hot dog butts is also nice. But that also ties in because it used to be something that cheap people ate. And now it's like, oh, everybody loves them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, Go to Rosamunda, get an $8 hot dog butt. Or whatever. Yeah. It was very funny. All right, thank uh, you. One last thought. Yeah. Uh, only because Allison left the room. When you said you're not giving up on coming into money, I was just expecting you to say, you just got to work on your aim or something. See, I feel like I've heard ah! comics tell that joke where they're like, they say the word coming, and they're like, not like fornicating. And it's like, I think that's becoming kind of like alt comedy hack. <laughs> I'm not saying you, you I'm, not com I'm not commenting on you. I'm commenting on the people I've seen do it, uh, like in showcases, but... <laughs> Oh, wait, am I? Well, we're on the radio right now. I'm firing shots, and I'm not even aware of it. Over. All right. Uh, I want to say I'm sorry. I'm a bad person. I'll do anything it takes to get back into comedy. Thank you. <laughs> and then, hey, everybody, Jonah Pollock. Hooray. Yay. And hot dog butts. You know what I love about Costco? Uh, man, it's still a dollar fifty for a hot dog. Like when I was a teenager, it was a dollar fifty for a hot dog and a soda, and it's still that way. Is it like a time warp in there of hot dog butts? Right now, it's just the, now it's just the butts. Now it's just like exactly. They I like the Polish too. They have more flavor. Natasha Vinnick, is she here? I didn't see her. I did not see her. Your next comedian has been giving good comments all night. He was. Uh, He's been here, he did the noise pop thing and he was hilarious. Put your hands together for Kevin August. Yay! Hi guys and gals. Guys, I guess tonight. How we doing? Good. Fucking Mondays, am I right? I'm right. Um, you guys, uh, honestly, I'm... Coming up on my three years here in San Francisco, I'm really excited about it. It's uh, the longest I've lived in one place for a long time. Uh, my family moved around a lot when I was growing up, which was hard, always having to track them down. Um, the uh, My dad would always try to paint it in a weird light, though. He'd be like, or in, in a positive light, he'd be like, hey, buddy, no one knows you here. You know, Think of it as a chance to start over. I was like, I'm nine years old, man. What kind of violent past do you think I'm leaving behind here? You know, It's not like I'm some violent meth addict. I think you're thinking of mom. Um, you guys, my mom's a sweet lady. She just loves meth. Um, no, truly though, getting ripped out of whatever social circle you have at five years old, seven years old, nine years old, it's really hard on a kid's sex life. And 
Um, I uh, people often ask me, you know, were you ever bullied when you were the new kid at school? The truth is, being the new kid fucking blows, man. It's so hard. Um, it's like getting tossed balls deep into season two of some Netflix show with zero recap. So you're just like, oh, we're just all cool with this little girl's nose bleeding all the time. That's just what happens in Virginia. Um, the only time I ever was kind of bullied, um, I, I'll never forget it. I was in fourth grade and this girl on my bus went into a whole physical response uh, as, as to how to bully me. She was basically like, she looked me over and she goes, poof, be gone. Your breath is too strong. Wait, come back. I think I got a Tic Tac. Don't take one. Don't take two. Take the whole pack. Are you fucking kidding me right now? That's like the best bully you could ask for. She's constructive and she's got some fucking feedback for you. The only other time I was ever really kind of weirdly bullied was just from the sexual disconnects you have of growing up and being transplanted into random places around the country. Um, when I was in the sixth grade, I was on a bus and a seventh grader was talking to another seventh grader and he's like, hey, did you hear about that girl uh, in the sixth grade who gave head to a guy in the seventh grade? And they were like, Kevin, did you hear this? I'm like, ah, what's head? And they're like, oh, are you, are you serious? Head's when a, a dude puts his dick in a girl's mouth. Like, are you just a prude or do you not know this stuff? I was like, oh no, on the East Coast, we just call that BJ's. That's just, that's our thing. And they're like, oh, okay. And I got out of that one, okay. And then they're like, I wonder if uh, she let him come in her mouth. And I was like, oh my God, what is, what's come? And they're like, dude, have you even had the sex talk? Like, do you even know? And I was like, oh no, it's when you fin, yeah, we just call that spermin on the East Coast. That's just a thing. Uh, they did not buy that, you guys, and I was called Spermin, Spermin August for the rest of the month. Um, I stopped taking the bus to school. Uh, I don't know where that bit's going. I'm just outing myself in my awkwardness. Honestly, you guys, the reason I, uh, the only reason I ever got laid is because I realized that as the new kid, the only way to stand out is to be the funny one. So I just started acting out in class, get sent in the hall, get a phone number later. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the exchange you make. Um, I don't know. The only time I was ever okay moving was, uh, when I was in the second grade, I was in a romantic Catholic clusterfuck at my Catholic school. We've all been there. Um, basically I had a crush on this little girl. She was a ballerina. I wanted to tell her how I felt. Uh, I wanted to just tell her a little, little love note. So I wrote, I like your tights is what I thought I wrote. Uh, turns out I can't spell. And boy, did the nuns take offense to that. I'm not sure if you've ever met a Southern nun, but they can be real bitches. And Sister Bobby Catherine was no different. She, um, she immediately saw this note and called in the guidance counselor, who was hard to take serious, because uh, he had a little bit of a lisp. And he walks in, and he's like, now listen up, class. This is a very serious matter, and I know the devil got his fingers into you, made you do some naughty things. I'm sorry, what? The devil got his fingers into me? Where the fuck are you going with this, bro? He's like, if one of y'all don't come up and confess, I'm going to have to interrogate you. Well, the fact is, I didn't know what the word confess meant. I was six years old, and they don't teach confessions until fifth grade. So I didn't say anything. And he starts calling kids over, and I'm freaking out, and I'm watching the clock, and I'm watching the kids, and I'm watching the clock, but I can't tell time yet. And he gets through five kids that first day. He's interrogating all of them, which is awkward already. An interrogation of a six-year-old, that's just a little, it just sounds cruel. Um, and then that first day, he gets through five kids, and the bell rings. And I'm like, fuck, I got out of it for now, you know? <laughs> Uh, and then that next day, you guys, we moved to Michigan. It was incredible. What a relief. Thank you for that. That joke was worth a lot more, but I am exhausted today. You guys, um, I'll leave you with this. My wife recently told me about uh, a 
a cousin of hers I've never met before, which isn't a big deal. We've only been married two and a half years, but this kid's in high school and he goes to a Christian school where they're not allowed to have prom because the only dancing they're allowed to do is for God, uh, which was kind of foreign to me. I was like, well, shit, I want to dance for God, you know? So I lit some candles, put on some mood music. I was like, this one's for you, big boy. Um, I mean, I did it on a Sunday. I figured that's his day off. So what's he going to do? Stop oppressing minorities and women and come kick my ass. Um, there's no reason to beat around the burning bush here, you guys. I was born and raised Catholic. Now I'm an atheist, uh, twice removed on my father's side. Uh, and I'm going to leave it there. You guys, I've been Kevin August. You guys have been mediocre. Kevin August, everyone. Bringing his news stuff here to Muni Radio. Very exciting. Uh, before we all keep going, I just I keep forgetting to remind people, don't forget to give us two bucks because we need it. Stay alive. Yay. Uh, but comments for Kevin August. Yay. Um, yeah, so good set. Uh, the first joke with the, the Tic Tac, um, I think it'd be funny. You don't show how you responded in that situation. That could be like, oh, I'd love a Tic Tac or something. Um, uh, another one, so the when you do the like things that oh it's how we say it on the east coast i kind of expected there there to be like a third one uh and you could do like the first two are like actually things you say on the east coast and the third you just like make it up like poppy jizz that's what we call that on the east coast i don't know um and then your what was it oh uh you say like you didn't know how to spell tights so it's like that implies you wrote like tits or something like that but it'd be funny you never say that explicitly i think it'd be funny when you're doing the voice of like the guy to be like who wrote titties on the or something mm, okay uh yeah good set thanks man i enjoyed your bully act out with the girl bully and I think it was a girl bully. I don't know, but it seemed like it was with the rhyme. I kind of wanted to know if you had a response. Like that would be a fun thing to write. Like maybe you rhyme really badly, or maybe you try, or maybe you say something really terrible. Sure. Or, but I, I mean, I really enjoyed like that first half of it. I was like, oh, this is very funny. Yeah, I'm kind of on the same track. We all were with that one joke. Like, we were looking for the joke of the response of it. But also, I kind of wanted more setup because. Did that really happen? Mm -hmm. So describe her, because we don't believe you maybe, or I didn't. I didn't believe you that, oh, really a girl had like an entire song. So like set her up so that she becomes like a real live character and then we're like on board with that actually happening to you. And then a misdirect there with what your response is or like initially it's really bad and then you come out on top somehow of that situation. Cool, nice set though. Clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion, everybody, for Kevin August! Yay! Capital Pilgrim's in here learning it and killing it. Yeah! Ones and twos. Uh, Your next comedian, he's going to make you laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Doc Santi! What's up, guys? How's everybody doing? I'm not doing that good. I turned 47 years old recently. No. You look great. Oh, thank you. Um, but damn, uh, life keeps telling me how old I'm getting every chance it gets. Uh, like, take music as an example. Uh, the other day, I wanted to listen to one of my favorite bands from high school. So I searched for them on Spotify, and then I clicked on the albums, and then I just started scrolling and scrolling and scrolling through compilations. And then it dawned on me, uh, if your favorite band has five or more greatest hits albums, it's time for you to ask your doctor what Cialis can do for you. 
Um, the band I was going to listen to was Culture Club. Anybody here remember Culture Club? Uh, 1983, Boy George came out on stage in full makeup and lipstick and wrote a hit song that was so catchy, Christians refused to believe he was gay. And I'm from the South, so there was like a double denial there. They were like, what? No, hell no. That boy ain't gay. He's just existential. In the South, they'll try to outsmart you with a big word that they have no idea what it means. But they'll make it work for him anyway. Like, look at here. Jesus would never aggregate a gay man to write a song that gets all stuck in all our heads. Um, what else makes me feel old? Mirrors. Uh, when you get in your 40s, you got to prepare yourself before you look in the mirror. I mean, who authorized all these changes? Um, especially with all the beards coming out. Everybody's growing their beard out. So I was like, yeah, I can do that. I'm going to grow out my beard. Um, be part of a team again. And then I looked in the mirror and I was like, wait a second. Look at my face. It looks like Florida. Uh, <laughs> it's not all bad getting older, though. Um, it does have its perks. Like I've gotten to the age now where I can do this and keep a straight face. I mean, I'll go to the De Young Museum, you guys, and view the shit out of some artwork. People have the headphones on, they'll take them off, and they'll come up to me and say, you look like you really understand this piece. And I won't even answer. I'll just sit there and go, mm-hmm. Rothko? Rothko paintings aren't too deep for me. You guys know who Rothko is? Uh, in the 50s, while his contemporaries were painting the human figure, Rothko dipped his paintbrush in some blue paint, and he painted a blue rectangle at the top of the canvas, and then just so everybody wouldn't think he was uh, boring, he painted an orange one below it. And then he stood back and called it Untitled. And then as he's matured, the titles got mature, like number three. Um, I couldn't imagine being one of his classmates, though. I work at an art school, and when you come into um, class, everybody puts their paintings up on the wall. So uh, his class I'm destroying my ending here um, um, so everybody hangs their paintings up in the classroom and uh, his classmates probably gave him hell and ridiculed him because they spent 80 hours painting their figure and the teacher probably walked around too looking at everything and so he came up to Rothko's and he went what the that's all I got thanks guys <laughs> Senti, yay, hooray, yay. Uh, just a technical note, um, the microphone, you keep it kind of low into your chest, and if you're going to keep it far away from yourself, because you do actually pump out a lot of sound, which is great, you want to hold it so that instead of being down like this, if it's far away from you, like, um, so microphones, the way they work, they have magnets in them in your voice, you know, it makes those little oh. signals, burp, burp, burp. Okay. and <coughs> sorry, you want to make sure that you're, yeah, these are hot. You want to make sure that you're, so this, your your voice is going blah, 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 this way. And so it's Thanks not carrying it. Okay. So it's obliquely getting your voice. So you want to make sure that it's like aimed in the right direction. That's all. Just like practice that way. Because right that hard to hear. And then people on the board will try to keep pumping you up with sound. But that's when their ringing comes from is the feedback. Because it's trying to get your voice and going through other things. But right, just, cool. or some, some comedians just put it on their chin. 
and that's like an easy way to <laughs> even though it's gross because these things are gross <laughs> but just it just it's just it's all technical Go but on. you're on that. Thank yeah you. other people have things to say about content maybe why why did why does your face look like florida i get it oh it's the gray hairs <laughs> why is that like florida because everybody retires there? Does that work? Maybe it doesn't work. It, it sounded like it didn't work. What's that? I was like, everyone gets shot there. Okay. That may have to go down. Thank you. Everyone gets shot in Florida. That's happening now. There's like Disneyland and dead people. And old people. People dying. <laughs> like your face. No, I'm kidding. It's not a swamp. Uh, the, the, get up there, buddy. So you might say something like, uh, my beard is so gray that people confuse me in Florida. Better set up. I was kind of lost too. Yeah, it felt like it was. And I lived in Florida. Shortly, oh. I lived there. <laughs> yeah, it's the, Didn't get shot. I should maybe turn that. Any other comments? Cool. All right, clap your hands Thanks, and watch. Slap you like motion for Dex Santy. Yay! <laughs> Your next comedian, he just made eyes at me to let me know that he knows, that I know, that he knows. Uh, oof, oof. It's all, it's all crazy. Sometimes, I'll tell you in a sec. <laughs> it starts looping and it just keeps looping until you kill the feed and then it comes back. Behind the curtain lifted there for a second, everybody's like, what just happened? What just happened is your next comedian's gonna make you laugh. Clap your hands wildly for Pete Bomer, yay! Oh, hell yeah. Sweet, cool, awesome, yeah. Uh, guys, my name my name's Peter. Uh, and I, don't, I don't think it's like the best name, uh, but it's not the worst name either. There's some worse names out there. Like, I think it'd be tough to be named Dan if you're not the man. No, it's not applied. It doesn't apply to you. You're fine. Uh, I also think it'd be tough to be named Carl. It's a shitty name. Um... It's a, it's a weird thing, though, because I'm down, like, I'm Peter, but I'll, I'll go by Pete. I'll do Peter or Pete. And that's kind of tough because Peter and Pete are two very different people, you know? Because, like, Peter is like a silly little British boy who lost his mummy at the mall, you know? They're like, Peter, we miss you. Where are you? And I have kind of like a douchey Thomas the Tank Engine thing going on, so I fit that vibe. <laughs> Whereas Pete is like your cool uncle, you know, like Uncle Pete, you know, he's like 45 and divorced and uh, your mom thinks he's got a drinking problem, but Uncle Pete just thinks there's a problem when he's not drinking. Uh, and I like to give thumbs up and I'm developing a substance abuse problem, so I get work on that as well. It's crazy, you know, it's uh, a lot can happen, uh, change, I uh, fuck this up, um, what is it, the meaning changes a lot because a lot more friendly when you take out the hard R. All right, uh, guys, I don't think I'm fat, uh, but I am getting fat, which is like way more fun, because uh, when I'm fat, I'm going to want to do something about it. I think I'll be like, I need to take the swimming yoga class or whatever people do. Um, but when I'm getting fat, all I do is just pat myself on the back for moving at all. Like earlier today, uh, I walked out of my apartment and I realized I forgot my jacket inside. So I walked back inside and I grabbed the jacket and then I walked back outside the apartment and I stopped and I was like, hey, way to get those steps in, big guy. And then I took the bus to Panda Express. Working on it. 
Um, found out I was fat because I was on an airplane recently. I was on an airplane, and I was walking up to my seat, and I saw there was like a real fat guy next to me, like a big fat fucking white guy. And just real quick, like I, it's you know, fat people are fine. All bodies are beautiful, but not all bodies are fun to sit next to, you know? Because I sit down, and it's already terrible. These guys' love handles are like on my shoulder. There's just sweat flying everywhere. He'd eaten ham so recently, and I'm just sitting there gearing up for a shitty flight, and he twists the sword on me, he goes, uh, he turns, he looks at me, he goes, uh, hey, you know, it's too bad how they always put us big guys in the same row. Yeah, called us an us. It's like, get a guy, a complimentary ginger ale first or something. Being, getting fat, uh, a couple of things have changed. The main one is, uh, I have heartburn now. Anybody else have heartburn? Yeah, that's, uh, about who'd I'd expect. Um... <laughs> It's, uh, it, it's, my favorite part about having a heartburn is that now I pay attention to uh, heartburn commercials. Didn't used to do that. You know, the heartburn commercials that are endorsed, the celebrity endorsements guy, like Larry, the cable guy, because of course, and he's up there, he's like, Prilosec OTC, eat 24 high wings and tell your body to shut the fuck up. Used to laugh like you guys. Now I'm like, you're making a good point there, Mr. The Cable Guy. Might have to try that out sometime. Uh, guys, I am not a dog person. Feel free to hate me. Yep, that's fine. Um, I, I get uncomfortable when people present me with dogs that they think are like super cute and I don't, I'm not super into it. I kind of feel like it maybe what it's like, like if you're a girl and a guy pulls his dick out on a date too early, cause I'll be like, Oh, hi. So fuzzy. Um, should I touch it or? Okay, all right. Thank you. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. What's its name? Sweet. Is it a boy or a girl? I don't know. I'm just fucking going. Uh, that's all I wanted to do. Thanks, guys. Yay, yay for Pete Palmer! Yay, and then yay. Uh. I very much enjoyed how you worked your Thomas the Tank Engine funny joke into a new place. That it's a great... Thank you for not saying it before bringing me up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, no worries. <laughs> it's, it's such a good She reveal. loves to do that, yeah. Uh, and then you said uh, the Uncle Pete stuff was really good. And then you said something about his alcohol problem and that you have an alcohol problem. And I might change that to be uh, I have an alcohol problem to be closer to my family. Okay. Something like that. Because you were just talking about Uncle Pete and then you're Pete. Yeah, yeah. And um, the uh, express the express bus to Panda Express or the, ex I mean, you could just the express bus to Panda and then play dumb. You do a good thing where you play dumb sometimes with your face. Yeah. And you could be like, I took the express bus to Panda. Yeah, yeah. Oops, I mean, I mean, it's dumb. Try it's, to play dumb. I just look like no, that. No, you, no, it's cute. You, you <laughs> no, know I know what I'm it. doing. Shut up. Don't it's not me it. making yeah. it up. I have a dumbass face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you were talking about um, with a fat guy next to you. He said us fat guys, and he yeah. said he was like going over to your seat. You could say like you are the us. You deserve two seats. You know, like oh, that's like funny. That whole yeah, tag. I wouldn't know how to word it, but no, that's you get that's, what I mean. That's yeah. funny. Yeah, I, I should fight with that. That's fun. Good suggestion. I like your jokes. Uh, you did a great job. Cool. Uh, and thanks for saying that the Dan the Man thing doesn't apply. To me. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't say I'm handsome. You told Jonah he's handsome. It's fine. I have a dumb face. Okay. Ah, fuck. Okay. Sweet. 
Anything else? No, we good. No, I mean, really handsome for a train. I was thinking uh, at the end when you say what's his name, you bring it back to Carl. Uh, Carl. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It was fun. Cool. All right. Thanks, yay, guys. people! More yay! <laughs> clapping and then the clapping and then the clapping some more. All right. Your next comedian. He just got back from a whirlwind tour in Boston. Clap your hands together. Hey, it's Dan Shively! Yay! Hey, let's keep it going for Pam, dude. You guys should be friends with Pam. I was like, I was like, hey, Pam, I'm going to Boston. And she's like, oh, let me text everyone I fucking know and get you on shows in Boston. That was like the most fun I've had in comedy in a long time. Uh, thanks for that. I, I should leave this city. Full of beans. Thanks for the contribution. That was fun. There's not a lot of douchebags out there. Oh, God, is this going to be my whole set? Hi, what's your name, guy? Daniel, fuck my, my name's Daniel. Do you write funny poems? Oh, good then. Okay, hey Daniel, do you mind if I tell some fucking jokes, man? Yeah, my fault. Nice scarf. I'm fucking. Uh, I live in. A, I live alone. I'm kind of a lonely guy. I live by myself in a two-bedroom apartment out in uh, the Richmond district, which I'm kind of proud of, you know, because I lived in my car for a fucking year, you know? Uh, yeah, you remember that, Pam. Come on. Now, now I have a fucking bedroom that's just for my dirty laundry. It's fucking very nice. Yeah, I live out in the Richmond district sometimes. <sighs> fucking what? I didn't ask you a question! <laughs> I spent, like, like, over half an hour writing this shit. I haven't gotten to any of it yet. Uh, um, not gonna yell at the crazy guy. Alright. Yeah, I get, I get emotional sometimes, you know, and since I live in the Richmond district, I like to go walk down on Ocean Beach and just, you know, like, look at the ocean, which is calming. A lot of people think it's calming and peaceful, but it's strange, you know, because in the ocean, there's like a thousand murders every fucking second, you know? It's just like, they're all just biting each other to death, you know, and it's this chaotic frenzy of just carnage and I have my feet in the water and I'm just thinking maybe I should tell Tiffany how I feel. <sighs> so, yeah. I have a sleep paralysis. You know what this is? Sleep paralysis? Yeah, I get sleep paralysis a lot. Uh, a lot of people ha have experienced it at least once in their life. It's pretty well documented. There's been reports of it for hundreds of years. It used to be called uh, old hag syndrome because uh, with, with sleep paralysis, there comes uh, one or two very, very common hallucinations. You know, one of them is a group of shadows just standing over you, speaking in a strange language. And you can't move. You're awake, but you can't move. You're not controlling your breathing. You can't move your eyes. It's not fun. It sucks. 
And the other, the other fucking hallucination is an old woman comes and sits on your chest. That's why it's called old, old hag syndrome. I can tell you because I've met her. She's kind of a bitch. Hello, Daniel. <laughs> Would you like a hard candy? And then her teeth fall from her mouth into my mouth. And it tastes like butterscotch. Turns out she's all right after all. I don't know. What else should I do? Daniel. No, you're all right, man. You're okay. I like your shirt. I, uh, I love the phrase, my ears are burning. You know that phrase, man? It's when you... Oh, yeah, I'm sure you did. Yep. You overhear people talking shit about you all the time. That's why this happened. That's why. I'm just going to finish this joke, Pam, and get the fuck off. All right. Yeah, I, I invented the phrase, my eyes are burning, you know, which is when someone talks so much shit about you that you stare at the sun until your feelings aren't hurt anymore. It's like Clearasil for sadness. And that's my time. Thank you, guys. Dan Shively is a genius and a funny, funny man. The butter, the, the old lady butterscotch thing is priceless and beautiful and gross and scary and wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Her teeth fell into my. It's the whole thing. You take us on a journey. You're very funny. I enjoy you every time. Thanks, Pam. Yeah. Thanks for the hookup in Boston. Oh, hey, anytime. Aren't they fun, guys? I mean, I met them from the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. In fact, starting next month, though, people can apply for it. And you can meet people like that from other places in the world, and they're so great. But yeah, those guys are really... a fun show. There were a lot of people there, and they fucking didn't hate me. Because so. you're funny. <laughs> and you know what's amazing is when you go to other places and no one's heard your jokes before, and <laughs> everyone thinks you're... And they're like, what the fuck just happened? What? Because like, they don't know you, and they're like, yeah, you're like, so new, and you're... See, Francisco, you're totally different than what they've had, so it's perfect. So, yay. I'm yay! a private investigator. They love that shit, dude. <laughs> Did you do your hand through your shirt? Nobody likes that joke, uh, Except me. I'm the old, it depends on which shirt you're wearing. That's the thing. You have to be wearing the right shirt for it. Yeah, that's true. Does anyone have any other comments? Oh, Hunter, that's good. Um, when you talked about how you filled your second bedroom with dirty laundry... You can maybe you can maybe lie to people and say your ex girlfriend moved out of there. So like the dirty laundry moved out and I didn't know how to fill it, so I filled it with more dirty laundry. It's actually true. Oh, it is. Oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. And then um, with the old hag thing, I really thought that was like your favorite wet dream ever. Uh, nice. Help, but if you task grab it, you can't. Maybe what happens if you task grab it your own task grab it? Like, could you task grab it somebody to do your laundry? Like, would that be a task grab it hole that no one can go into? Like, what happens if you're a task grab it person and you task grab it someone to come do your shit? What happens then? Do you get a discount? I think everyone dies. <laughs> Thanks, yes. Dan Shively, everyone. Yay! <laughs>
Don't worry, I don't ever tag you. You don't exist. You're a man in the wind. Like your next comedian, he's not in the wind. I can barely look at it. His name could either be Mr. Wind, Mr. Weird, or what I think it is, Mr. Weed. Yay! Everybody can you think of it for Mr. Weed. Okay, let's do a test. Let's do a test, okay? Is this cool? Okay. All right, I want to warn you in advance. I'm a thinking man's comic. A few minutes ago, I was saying to myself, what the fuck are you thinking, man? Getting up in front of all these people? Uh, next thing, let's talk about the elephant in the room. I'm old. Uh, based on the average age of this audience, I'm fucking old. However, um, my man over there just raised the bar a little bit. <laughs> In fact, I've been referred to as a gray Z. Anybody know what a gray Z is? Not that gray Z. <laughs> uh, that's an old white man that has an American gangster on loop in his Escalade. Um, so comedy is my uh, third career. I woke up one day and realized my self-esteem isn't low enough, so why not go into comedy? Anybody else can feel that joke? <laughs> So uh, I've been, uh, yeah, doing open mics around the city a little bit. Um, I did one, and um, it was kind of late when I got out, grabbed a Uber share. I love these Uber shares because you can really riff with some of these um, other passengers <laughs> and even drivers. So I look in the back seat, and here's this young guy and this lady. Uh, I couldn't see her face because she had her face buried in this guy's chest. So I'm thinking, okay, all right, she's either really messed up on alcohol or he just roofied her and they're on their way to his lair in an Uber. Okay, come to find out he's in the medical field, so my bet is on the ladder. So he asked me how my night was going and I said, well, I just came from an open mic and he said, comedy? And uh, I said, yeah. So then he asked me the most stupidest question you can ask a, com a comedian. Are you funny? And I'm thinking, you know, that's like asking a surgeon, do you know how to handle that knife? So uh, I'm, th I'm thinking, well, yeah, I think so, you know. And then on the way there, he's chatting me up and come to find out he's in um, the neuroscience area of medicine. And, uh, and I've had some experience with that in the last couple of years. So I figured I'd do a bit for him. So I said, yeah, let me tell you about this uh, doctor's appointment I had a couple of weeks ago. And I was with this physician's assistant, not a real doctor. And so um, she was ex explaining to me uh, the MRI, the results of the MRI. And little did she know, I know a little bit about MRIs as well. And uh, so she goes like this, well, it's where the nerve root comes out of the spinal canal and then it exits and it goes through the foramina. And she goes to demonstrate it and she goes like this. And I'm thinking, you just can't say that to a comedian. Uh, you know, obviously she didn't know I was a comedian. Just can't say that comedian and not expect a response. And uh, so um, by the time I left the doctor's office, I, I was streaming blood down my face for biting my tongue so long. 
So let me do a couple of new Obama jokes. Can I assume that we're all progressive people here? And and I'm not going to get cut on my way out of here if I do an Obama reference. It's more of a reference, a couple of references. They say uh, Obama didn't deserve the Peace Prize, but I say, well, if you live with four women and there's no blood splatter, uh, you're pretty cool, you know? <laughs> and the other thing is uh, the night Obama was elected the first time, um, I was literally in tears, not because we uh, elected the first African-American president, but we elected someone that could put two intelligible sentences together and keep his dick in his pants. Uh, any more time? Should that wrap it up? All right. Thank you. Mr. Weed, everyone. Yeah, when you hear the horn, it's a minute, and you were perfect on the minute there before you asked, so that's what a minute feels like. Um, it, 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 no, you stay up there. You stay up there. You stay up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the one, there's just one thing. It might have seemed like it was really quick because it took you 30 seconds to get started. Like, so when I said your name and we invited you up and you were on the stage, I started your timer, but it took until the timer said 30 seconds before you said any words. Okay. So it's just something to take sure. note yeah. of when you're new is that use all your time as wisely as you can, be prepared, pick up that microphone and get started because you, sure. could, you could have thrown off three jokes in, in 30 seconds. Yeah, no problem. Um, and, and I liked the whole where you went with the, with the thing with the old school. That's totally cute. But you, when you, you can lose us with smarty pants things. Like you get too medical. It's like when I do a Bible joke and I tell too much history about the Bible. Like you can't like go too far. And like when you start saying like frenulum, blah, 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 it's like you, you already, you can just say three smarty pants things and you'll get us. And we're like, neurological things boom 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 and then go on with your joke because it's again it's just like using you only get four minutes so you really want to use all of it wisely got it but yeah welcome to comedy yay hey that, that was great man. oh really yeah, thank you it's good shit i like how you kind of are a little bit jittery you know and like you're it's like you gotta follow them around the <laughs> stage you know and you're looking everywhere and like that's good that's good <laughs> thanks yeah. <laughs> uh, great set, man. I thought you looked uh, pretty seasoned for. Uh, you, sounds like you just got started coming out too long ago, but yeah, you looked really comfortable and present in the room, which is great. Uh, my one question: Who are the four women Obama lived with? I thought it was just two daughters and a wife. No, and his mother-in-law. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. What? <laughs> You should mention that. Yeah, that's an um, unknown fact. Well, that was first that was my first take on it, but then I figured, you know, four women has a bigger punch than just your mother-in-law. Sure. Um, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I could throw that in there. Yeah, actually, I forgot that, including his mother-in-law, yeah. Yeah, okay. but that might even be the way to say it, four yeah. women, including your mother-in-law. Yeah, thanks. Nice, yeah. And, they, and if, especially if they're all still having their period, like if they're all <laughs> just, just young girls, I, I, I mean, you can, no, I'm sorry. I don't want if no she's, Me Too complaints that, out of this audience. <laughs> I just want to add on to that mother-in-law thing. Four women and his favorite's the mother-in-law. I feel like that'd be the way to Say go. Say again? Four women and his favorite one is the mother-in-law. Oh, and his favorite one. I have to check with the man first. <laughs> I can't be... <laughs> well, you can make stuff up. You're, you're doing comedy now. It's okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, anything else? Uh, just FYI, I've been public speaking for 30 years for money, so I, now I thought I'd do it for free. <laughs> <laughs> But for the last 30 years, it was with a captive audience. So, um, anyway. Pretty close. Pretty, pretty close. 
What was it? High school? You were a high school teacher. No, I uh, give classes for misdemeanors, uh, diversion. Oh, wow. Right. So, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for 30 years. and uh, Cool. And I have a bit on that, but I ran out of time. So. Gotcha. Well, we'll see you next time. Everybody, keep your hands together. Clapping for Mr. Weed. Who really cares? I wish my last name was Weed. That would make me so happy. I, I, I just say, man, I just love weed. So you're my, like, I won't forget who you are. Uh, your next comedian, he's such a lovely human being. He just joined us recently to the San Francisco comedy community from Georgia. And he's very, very funny, and we like him very much and laugh at his jokes and take notes for Clark Franzman. Yay! When I look at the Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I just got a new job. Uh, that's great. I, I'm good at getting jobs because, you know, white guy, you guys get it. Uh, I'm just like a good interview. Like, I always have the question to ask when they're like, do you have any questions for us? I always hit them with, where do you guys see yourself in five years? And they, poof, boom, mind blown. They're like, with you as our president, that's where you're fucking hired. Uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm good at that. I'm not uh, good at jobs. I'm not good at jobs. They very quickly find that out. Like, Clark, we thought we hired a, a self-motivated, hardworking self-starter, and you are drunk. So what happened? <laughs> uh, my new job now, I work in a mailroom, which is great. I love working in a mailroom because it gives me an opportunity to feed my new vice, which is stealing mail. Uh, I don't know if you guys have done that shit, but what a rush. Way better than shoplifting. Just pack my backpack full of letters, walk past the building security guard like, I'm the fucking mailman. I'm the king of this mailroom. You can't, it's nice. I like doing it. <laughs> I got like a, I got a special little routine I do when I go home and open mail. Like I never just like open it right away. I go home and I gotta light some candles. Like, settle into my couch. I'm like, okay, well, let's see what the Church of Scientology has to say to Rob. <laughs> let's fucking read this shit. <laughs> I, got two, I, I got two rules for when I steal mail. And I got some ethics. I got two rules. I never steal bills. All right, I'm not a fucking monster. I'm not trying to get people's lights shut off. And I steal every piece of mail that comes to my fucking room from the Church of Scientology. All of it. If I'm going to commit a felony, I'm going to do some good with it. I'm going to disrupt that communication a little bit. That fucking letter to Rob, it was an in-depth personality survey and then an invite to a free barbecue. Rob never got that letter. I saved Rob. All right? Rob is still with us. Uh, it's a cool It's a cool mailroom I work in. It's the mailroom at Lucasfilms. Uh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm going to get fired for this joke now. Uh, this is on radio or whatever. <laughs> you know George Lucas always tuning in to Mutiny Radio. Uh, now we're at Lucasfilm, so like we get fan mail. So like I like stealing fan mail. Like I, Natalie Portman hasn't gotten a letter in fucking months. <laughs> I just steal Natalie Portman's mail. I go home, I read hers in the bath, pretend I'm her. It's a good time. I'm Queen Amidala in this bitch. Um, all right. Um, my donation was pushing his donation all the way through. Um, I took a... Well, that's the joke I cared about. Here's comes some half-thought-out mail then. Are we ready? Okay. Uh, I took a remarkably smelly piss the other day. Uh, and thank you, thank you. And I, I know it was like, like worth talking about how smelly it was because I was peeing next to a trash can and it did not start to smell until I started peeing. And I was like, I gotta tell people about this. I get me to a microphone. Okay, all right. 
boom, killer, keeping it. Thank you, Pam. Uh, I like the phrase uh, "happy wife, happy life" as a as like a relationship philosophy because I like it's kind of like it's kind of like yeah, fuck being good for good's sake. I'm doing chores for sexual favors. That's what this relationship is built on. I don't want to keep her happy to keep her happy. I'm here. For, oh, uh, I think uh, uh, losing coke. Uh, will make you look harder than you've ever looked for anything in your whole life. I lost a bag the other day, and I was fucking looking everywhere. I was trying to ply open painted shut doors with butter knives. I was fucking, you, you will look for coke, and you will find shit you didn't know you lost. Like, I lost my bag. I found my passport. So that was worth it. Uh, thank you very much. I'm Clark Franzman. Clark Franzman. That's very fun. Is that? Uh, and you know what? When you find your passport, that's actually worth like two hundred and forty dollars. So you can buy a lot of cocaine for two hundred and forty dollars because it's expensive to get a new passport. I'll let other people talk, but then I have a couple things, and most of them are positive. All I mean, they're all positive. You're very. Yeah, it was really funny, Clark. Um, you were talking about that mailroom joke. Like you, you went to specifics about you know the kid you stole on the Scientology joke. I would really like to hear you talking about like Natalie Portman's fan mail. <laughs> like you know, the, I, I can see you just like drinking a glass of wine and saying, "Oh, thank you to all the creepy stalker letters she gets." You know, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, on that same note, it'd be just a throwaway line to be like, "And the barbecue is great." Like you ended up going maybe impersonating Rob. I don't know. I was also thinking maybe you could respond to some of the fan letters of Natalie Portman's as Natalie Portman. You're a funny guy. Uh, do you seem like you'd be like really good at bar comedy? You know what I mean? Like those rowdy ass bars. Do you have any tricks that are like getting them to shut the fuck up when the bar's too loud? And, like, Can you juggle? Uh, I don't. I don't know if that's the trick you're talking about, but no, I cannot juggle. But uh, I don't know. Like, you walked outside and smoked a blunt during the set. That was a trick. Yeah, that was. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, like a rowdy bar. You know what I mean? I, I kind of like uh, kind of being quiet for a second. Like, if like your teacher used to do that to your class, when like your class is rowdy, just stand there for a second and let them just see you being quiet, and people will stop talking and pay attention, or like bring way too much energy. Like the total opposite, and really work for their attention, and get it, and maybe not. Your opener is really good, and that you end with drunk is really nice, and it's you know job stuff. It's all very relatable. Um, I would mention you didn't actually mention that stealing mail is a felony. I think that we know it, but mentioning it would be nice just that to say the word felony because especially when you're sitting in the bath reading and then Natalie Portman specific is just so lovely that it's so weird and so specific and then I wanted to when your piece smelled funny what did you eat I want you to like spelunk your day at food choices you were like it couldn't have been the hot Cheetos because I eat hot Cheetos all the time like what did you eat was it like some strange combination of like like it was tapatio and fucking asparagus or something weird happened when you rat blood I don't know something you have to like go through your day and okay. say weird things I think that <laughs> All right, else? yay Clark Fansman yay yay alright moving along almost done thank you guys for hanging in thanks for giving such great um, perspective and comments and all that stuff and paying attention that's so important here uh, your next comedian very funny guy clap your hands together for Max Mawachanine yay 
All right, cool. Uh, I noticed recently, like a lot of people refer to their significant other as like their partner. Like that's how you know they're in like a serious relationship, like a serious romantic relationship. So I really hope that vernacular gets carried over into old Western movies. You know, like one cowboy goes up to another cowboy, he's like, "Howdy, partner." The other cowboy's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I thought we were just fuck buddies. <laughs> I don't. I got a wife and kids. I don't know. I can't have a serious relationship. I thought we were just playing out some kind of brokeback mountain fantasy, on, but on the side only. All right. I, uh, so speaking of partners, I, uh, one of my exes popped up on my Facebook feed recently. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> uh, her status said, note to self, I need to have more self-control and to be more disciplined. And I was like, well, if you post it on social media, it's not exactly a note to self. Like... I was like, this is Facebook. That's a note to self, all of your friends, and Cambridge Analytica. Like, your, your note to health self has a, has a share button. That's, you know, it's not the way it's supposed to work. Uh, so I was reading through the comments, because what good note to self doesn't have a comments section? <laughs> and uh, I noticed one of the comments said, I'm going to make this a note to self for me, too. And I was like, Jesus Christ, nobody understands the meaning of the word self, you know? I feel like they would buy, like, one of those self-help books and be like, can somebody read this to me, please? I don't, I don't know how to read, so this is a, a little bit of a situation I have here. Uh, I have a Cambodian stepmom. Anybody else? Just me? All right. <laughs> I, uh, my dad met her in Cambodia, so it's kind of like a mail-order bride, but he picked his up, I guess. <laughs> like, he didn't want to pay for shipping, I guess. I don't know. No, it's a <laughs> no. They, I, they get, I get along with her well. She speaks like she speaks and understands English really well, but like not well enough that she can understand nuances, like say jokes. Uh, so recently, her and my dad were staying at my apartment. I, I have an, my own apartment. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they wanted to see a video of me doing stand up, so I showed it to him. My dad was like, "Oh, that's pretty good. You're getting better." My stepmom goes, uh, "I understand everything that you said, but..." I don't get why people laughed. And I was like, you bitch. <laughs> You're not my real mom. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, so I, uh, it's summer. I ran out of sunscreen recently, so I went to the store to go buy some more. Uh, I found some. I picked it up. I, I looked at the label, and I noticed that it said that it had the scent of sunshine. And I was like, what does sunshine smell like? I've never... I've never gone outside on a hot summer day and been like, all right, that's the good stuff, you know? Like, I prefer a more mild, partly cloudy scent, but this will suffice. And isn't it crazy they made the sunscreen smell like the thing it's supposed to protect you from? I'd be like if they made Raid that smells like bugs or baby-scented condoms. Which, uh, yeah, that'd, be, that'd be weird for a number of reasons, you know? Like, I feel like that'd be on the ad, like baby-scented condoms. It's... It's weird for a number of reasons. I don't know, like, like, who's in charge of marketing here? And I told that joke recently, and somebody came up to me afterwards and said, hey, I really like that joke you made about baby-flavored condoms. And I was like, whoa, that is a... They're both weird, but one is way worse than the other. Like, sniffing a baby is fine, but eating a baby is a whole separate thing, and I do not condone that for the 10 million people who listen to Mutiny Radio. Uh, and I will end there. Thanks, everybody. No eating babies. Although it's very funny because Zach Wiseman did like 20 minutes on, on babies eating other babies the other night. So it's... <laughs>
<laughs> Do we condone it? I don't know. That was really funny, Max. Uh, Allison. Um, oh, shit, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Pam. Okay. Uh, the new partner jokes are great. That's I know that's new. And this, do you have a couple new tags? The self-help book tag is really good. And the eating, eating babies tag on the end of it. It's all real nice. Um, I would say the only thing I could say would be maybe, and the Cambodian stuff too, maybe learn the word bitch in Cambodian just to be respectful. Uh, yeah. I was going mean, to say, like, you're not my real mom in Cambodian, but I didn't want to... You know, either way, the same, we have yeah. the same, it's the same thing I was, so you already, you're already on the right path. It was great. It's good stuff. You could say it in Cambodian because we know you're going there. Uh-huh, and okay. if you say it in Cambodian, but in a certain, like, way, we're going to know that that's what you're saying to her. Uh, okay. like, because we all, I mean, I did. I knew you were going to say that. I think, oh, the, I think the, people know. Uh, okay, so... Which is still funny, but but you could do it in Cambodian. Um, oh, I was going to say the self-help book thing is really funny, uh-huh. but um, instead of they ask you to read it to them, uh-huh. as if then they're going to do the work, they, they're like, give you the book and ask you for help. <laughs> like, oh, okay. Give you the book and ask you to help them move or oh, something. Oh, like they read it, then they say, can you help me or, or don't read it, or they ask you to read it. I don't know, but you're right. Never mind. The cliff notes. They want. There are no cliff notes for the self help book, so they want you to read it and then give them the notes. Or no, I don't know. I don't know how to make it work. Read this and then you'll help me. Yeah, I don't know. I'll read it and then you do the work or something like that. But I like that whole thing. You guys don't understand the meaning of self help <laughs> or self. Yeah, it's good. Thanks. Ego death maybe. <laughs> He doesn't do enough drugs. Oh, yeah, you gotta get high <laughs> <laughs> You got some good shit, dude. I like your Thank stuff. You. Uh, that's that smelly joke. I like that, too. I don't know if there's something here, though, but what about, like, a hooker that smells like the trunk of your car? Oh. No, I don't know. That's too bad. Good job. Because that's where you put dead hookers is in the back of your trunk. What? Right? Is that not is that not what the joke is? I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so a terrible like person. A <laughs> <laughs> um, great set. Uh, thanks. Really like the partner jokes. Um, I almost I think it's amazing that you work clean so often that when you give me a fuck or a bitch, it really like touches my heart. Uh, okay. So I almost think it would hit harder if you save that for a little bit later in the set even when you're like keeping it clean, keeping it clean and then I thought we were fuck buddies. Like it just comes out of nowhere which is great. Uh, okay. The only thought I uh, had as far as actual writing goes is um, I, I'm and I might be wrong about this but I wonder if the joke about your dad going to pick up his mail order bride would hit harder if you just said he didn't want to pay for shipping first versus he went and picked his up. Do you know what I mean? Because he didn't want to pay for shipping is a great a great punch to that. What's that? I like it when he has it. Oh, keep it? Okay, I can also yeah, play around Yeah, fuck me. No, I'll, I'll just, I'll put this back that's in That's how here. we do these things. We can play around with it a bunch of different ways and see. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, thanks. Everybody clap wildly. Max Mawachanin, yay! Yippity, yay! Uh, cool, we have a few more left. Please keep paying attention to them, just as you have been this whole way through. Right now, I'm so glad that she's here. She's so very funny. I'm excited to hear her new stuff. Allison Hooker! I didn't know it was me until she said she. This is a room of white men. What's going on, guys? What's that? Okay, you look pretty white, but cool. Mix. That's awesome. Um, are you guys from San Francisco? Who's here from San Francisco? I need to 
Raise of hands from the Native American. Yeah, you're really from this land. Um, raise of hand. It's Pam, you're from here, aren't you? Okay, sorry, I meant the, the Bay Area. Okay, yeah, everyone's from the Bay Area, right? Yeah, so uh, this town has changed a little bit. <laughs> and I mean, there's a fine line between nostalgia and depression. You know, so I'm not wishing that a place stays the same. But I was uh, walking down the street and there was this little miniature dog that walked by with a Fitbit around its neck. I was like, that's a little too much tech, right? You know? So on my way over here, I was on BART and I was like, you know what, fuck this. I'm not gonna look at my phone like everybody else and I put it away and I watched a dude jerk off. You know, like a real San Franciscan, you know what I mean? I actually, I even paid him three bucks to do it because I was like, look, this is my entertainment or I have to listen to one dude tell another dude about the inefficiencies at the programming level. <laughs> Couple techies in the room. They're like inefficiencies, why? Uh, what else they always say? How to, I don't remember, streamline the... Anyways, uh, got a little too technical in San Francisco. Um, what else do I want to talk about? Oh, I had to have an abortion once. Um, room full of men, figure I'll talk about that. And Pam, basically a man, so perfect. Uh, just once, you guys, you know, I, I don't have a punch card or anything. But um, yeah, this happened like last year, so I was 32 years old. You know, I mean, what was I gonna do? Have a baby? It's, 32. I was just a baby myself, you know? Like, I, I was just figuring out how to vote in local elections, you know, how to get my own pl phone plan. Like, I had just learned that pulling out doesn't work. <laughs> it's just, just a baby. I couldn't have kids. Um, and the dude I was, I, that got me pregnant, I was going to say dating. We weren't even dating. We were purely hooking up. Like, this was not that serious. Uh, I don't think he had ever heard me say a consonant. Just vows. Uh, <laughs> Like he's, he's quite a bit younger than me, uh, with like drink protein powder and pump iron. So I called him young muscles in my phone. Like that's how serious this was, right? So I go to get an abortion. You can imagine, come on, I'm not gonna have a baby with young muscles. So I go to get an abortion. Young muscles brings me there day of. Gentlemen, they say chivalry is dead. You know, what a gentleman. Um, he brings me there and they give you a bunch of pain medication because it's very painful. And so I do drugs, lots of them, but not painkillers so much. So they did make me pretty loopy. Um, so I was feeling really loopy and I go into the doctor's office. She looks at my chart and she goes, oh, you're not far enough along. We can't do this today. Which feels very counterintuitive, right? It's like, do you, are we waiting for it to have opinions? <laughs> I go home and bake this bread a little longer. It's very wrong. Um, but you guys, she kicks me out of her office and I was really high and I walk out into the waiting room and I don't realize how this comes out until I say it, but I walk straight up to Young Muscles and I was just like, I can't do this. <laughs> and all the blood left his face and he was like, what? Personally, I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. I started cracking the fuck up. Uh, I was hysterically laughing. Um, you know, I was pretty high, like I've mentioned. Uh, I couldn't stop laughing right there in the waiting room. I was like, no, no, no. I can totally do this. You don't even know me. Um, and I think it was there, you know, like 32 years old unmarried, pregnant with a dude I barely knew, hysterically laughing in an abortion clinic waiting room that I was like, hey, I might just be able to make this comedy thing work. You know, this is like a real low point. Um, I do wish that 
mental health was covered on more insurance plans. Um, you know, being in the comedy community, you see a lot of people that could really benefit from it, you know, because it would be, it would just be helpful if people had somewhere to try their jokes on someone that was being paid. I think that's what I'm trying to get at. Uh, thanks, guys. You guys have been such a male audience. Love this energy. Yay, Allison Hooker. I'm laughing hysterically, and you're amazing. Uh, it was wonderful, and everything was great. And especially the line, waiting for it to have opinions. You're a genius. And, um, you know, you gave me the best compliment I think I've ever heard. You said that... Uh, Pam, who's basically a man. That is yeah. like the best compliment I've ever gotten. I totally appreciate that. That means like you might actually respect my opinion. So thank you. No, I really enjoyed your set. It was really funny. Um, I thought you used the um, nostalgia and depression punchline way too early. I like really liked it, and I feel mm. like if you had like built into it a little more, it would have like really worked out. Okay, you think I, that's been in my notes for like a year and a half, and I keep trying to figure out what the fuck the joke is, but I don't know. So yeah, I gotta figure it out. <laughs> if anyone has any suggestions. I really like the line. Yeah, thanks. Nostalgia and depression, Shively. That's a that's a great job. <laughs> really funny. Uh, I, I liked all your jokes. Uh, the abortion thing is awesome. Um, something I don't know if there's just like, cause like when the dude jerks off, it's like he's spraying a lot of kids over, and he could do it just like behind a bus stop or whatever, and you have to go to abortion clinic. Maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, you're very handsome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I do have a chiseled chin. <laughs> Other, Bit of a man face. Other comments. You could just tell her it was you funny. Good chin most men, yeah, it's good chin. She's strong woman. Don't have to shave it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Yay, Allison Hooker! Yay! Yay! We're house sitting right now, and my house, my friend's house, has not only great light but also a magnifying mirror. I mean, I thought that I was getting some of the hairs. Oh my God! It is like. There is, it is, yeah, my, my chin, chinny chin chin was very scary this morning. And, and, and her light was so good, I looked down, my nipple hairs, I need to do something, it's getting dangerous. How, like, how often do you, do you groom? I should, I should talk to you later about this. You don't, do you have to? I, I, it is, I mean, it's like a jungle. Really? Okay. Right, maybe it's maybe it's all those male hormone pills I've been taking for no reason. <laughs> it's making me grow all this ridiculous nipple hair. Feeling like a man right now. Your next comedian. Uh, we have two left. Everybody stick around. Uh, hey, I'm excited. He's a new guy. Clap your hands together for Greg Boskowitz. Bosco White. Yay! So I always wonder why nobody calls Indiana Jones a racist. Like, this man chartered a plane to Peru, walked up into a native village, went into their sacred temple, took their sacred idol, and they're chasing after him, just being like, I, I don't know their language, but I'm assuming they're like, hey, give that back. But he... <laughs> But he's basically just sitting, but he's just running away like, this belongs in a museum. Like, no, nah, it was fine right where it was, just sitting in their sacred great temple. There was nothing wrong with it. But everyone's sitting there like, run, Indy, run, get away from those savages. Like, this man is doing nothing but horrible things. And we're just like, yes, 
like you'll never see a Peruvian native roll up into some some trailer park in Kentucky, go into the trailer, steal the I don't know NASCAR commemorative cups, and just run out, <laughs> just being like this belongs in a museum. <laughs> um, so I'm not very good at remembering my jokes. I tried desperately to uh, actually remember them this time, but it took me all of one joke to forget. Uh, so, oh yeah. So a girl that I used to date is getting married and I know I'm not supposed to be broken up over it, but I just keep thinking like, how can she choose like eternal love and compassion over this C minus dick game? I just don't understand. <laughs> um, so another thing that I don't really get is why everyone seems to have a password on their phone nowadays. Like, what are you people trying to hide? Like, I get it if you're in a relationship and you're cheating or whatever, but like, I'm not in a relationship, so I don't see a reason to put a password on my phone. Like, you had to find those dick pics. Nobody just goes, oops, and points right into my gallery and slides 46 photos in and is like, oh, God. <laughs> um, speaking of dick pics, I've got a great business idea. I'm going to start a penis clothing company because I feel like girls are getting really tired of these unsolicited dick pics, but at least like, you know, if there's like a suit and a tie and a little fedora on it, you know, they might be a little bit less upset. <laughs> and I always think that like, I always wonder why girls don't just like start sending dick pics back, you know? Like they've obviously have to have a catalog at this point of all the unsolicited dick pics they get. Just start firing them back, you know? Cause I know no guy has ever sent out a dick pic and got like five back, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so I always want another thing that I've been wondering is apparently I'm doing observational comedy tonight. I didn't even realize, but, uh, why is there a share button on Pornhub? Why am I sitting here <laughs> watching some dude getting head and I'm just thinking, Oh, you know, who needs to know about this? Everybody I know. I'm going to share it on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything I can, because I want to have no friends by tomorrow. <laughs> Um, so, um, my dad reminds me a lot of Mike Wazowski from Monsters, Inc. Because he's short, he's fat, he's balding, he's always angry, he's always screaming, and he's, um, oh, he's a monster. That's what it is. Uh, but, <laughs> I really like that joke. Uh, have you guys heard about the fart patch that they're developing? It's this little patch that you put on your gooch. And uh, every time you fart, instead of like smelling the fart, you get like some random scent. Like, do I smell fresh baked cookies? It smells like sunshine. I just imagine being like at work, you know, and my boss walks up to my desk and he's talking to me and he's like, does it smell like fresh laundry to anybody in here? And you're like, oh, don't worry about that. Like at a certain point, you just want the fart, you know? Like I don't think covering it up is gonna make it any better. All right, that's all I had. Yay for Greg, stay up there, Greg, yay. Oops. We've got count, go ahead, Hunter. Um, with the fresh baked cookies, I feel like a witty reply would be like, yeah, it just came out of the Dutch oven. Oh, oh, that's a good shit. one. I'm that now. <laughs> oh, and, tag um, machine. I forgot the fucking other one. What, what, tell me your bits you went through. Just like, just like the names of them. You know. Uh, my dad's a monster. Pornhub share button. Uh, unsolicited dick pics. Oh yeah. Um, with the unsolicited dick pics, you were talking about like how dressing him up. Like, oh, it's in a sailor outfit. No, it's in somebody wearing a sailor outfit. <laughs> 
I thought that on the unsolicited dick pic, um, if you're dressing them up, you could also make them talk. Like, you know, one of them has a monocle. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, well, you know, darling, I really thought that we should. You could do like a silly act out like of a dick wearing a fedora and a monocle or I something. I like that, actually. Like a, Give like, him a little cane and everything. Yeah, right. it was a little cane. It's yeah. so special. <laughs> so much more endearing. <laughs> um, in the beginning... Refresh my memory. Indiana Jones is a racist because yeah. he's stealing. He's where's, stealing where's the sacred idol from the natives, and they're running after him. Like, hey, buddy, bring that back here. But why is that a racist? I, I didn't make con- me. I didn't make the connection. Oh, I just like if you're like deciding that you're this like random indigenous group of people's sacred idol belongs in a museum instead of in their hands. Just okay. like, oh, they don't exist anymore, kind of a thing. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's all fine. I like the joke and everything. I just didn't make the connection. Maybe I can. Gentrification, something like. No, it works with the. I thought it worked with racism pretty well, especially okay, with you went to the stealing their NASCAR commemorative. Yeah. That's yeah. why you couldn't remember your next joke because that's such a great line. NASCAR commemorative cups yeah. is such a great line that if, I would forget my next joke too. Yeah, no, I, I actually like wrote that today because I've had that joke forever and just finally like nailed it where I was like, oh wait, I should have somebody going into their thing. I. Yeah. It's very funny. All right, and um. Because you have C-minus dick game and something else. Don't reduce yourself to just weak dick game. There's got to be something like, and Magic the Gathering, or something weird. You know what okay. I mean? Like, my C-minus dick game and my collection of and my vinyl pop art from... Some, some, wait, wait, what's that? Vinyl collection, maybe? Something? But that's too cool. Okay. Something like lame like think go deep and my, find something uh, my like intense love of video games or something like that. sure yeah. but be okay. like your nintendo 64 just get okay. we just get deep and dorky on that because okay. don't just don't just reduce yourself to weak dick game that's not fair okay all right uh really funny set though other comments all right greg bosca white yay <laughs> Or is it a Z? How do we pronounce it? Uh, Moskowitz. It's Moskowitz. Yeah. It looks like a B. It looks like uh, B-O-S. My writing is chicken scratch. It looks so like Bosca White, just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. But, uh, but Moskowitz, that's easy. Somewhere out there beneath the pale blue sky. Uh, yay! Brother, brother, brother. Your last comedian of the night. Hey, everybody. I'm really glad that he's here. He's going to be, I'm going to be out of town for three weeks and he's going to be one of the great comedians that will be guest hosting Joke Workshop while I'm away. I'm still looking for a guest host for Monday the 10th if anybody's interested, but he's going to do it while I'm gone. Clap your hands together for Hunter Uniac. Yay! Fuck yes. Applaud louder, you peasants. I will be your god for two hours on a day that you probably won't show up because I just insulted all of you. I did. I did. I know I'm wearing a comedy psycho sweater. It's laundry day, so don't ask me to book you because I'm not affiliated with them. Um, what was I going to say, guys? I um, was doing a lot of thinking last night. I was up like five in the morning. I realized right, I, right now today, I am the same exact age right now that my dad was when he had me. That's, that's a crazy thing, right? And like, I live by myself. I do comedy, so I have a soul-crushing, you know, hobby that made me realize I'm not a fucking failure, people. Fuck yes. I'm not the failure he told me I'd be. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. You're too far. Fuck yes. Anybody I didn't applaud is a fucking failure, people. It is. It is. And then I um, did some more thinking and realized he's a meth addict with a fully like a full-on meth addiction, and he still has enough money to afford two homes. So, still a failure. Fuck yes, people. Fuck yes. Fuck yes. You guys are too far. I'm not going to do it. Okay. That's kind of it. I, um... 
been losing a lot of weight recently. You know, I'm on a very special diet. It's called uh, moving out of your parents' place. You know, that's it. It sucks. Two-step diet. Step one, you burn half your paycheck on the 17th every month. Step two, you fucking cry. By the way, did you guys know that crying actually burns more calories than laughing? So that's the, ec yeah, it does. That's the exercise portion of my um, fucking diet. And I thought everything out. Please try it, people. It is great. I've um, been growing a beard out lately because I realized I'm ugly. That's a good one-liner. I like it. Fuck you guys. I, um, what else, people? What else? I was, um, I went out, my fucking friends dragged me out to a club. Two girls dragged me out to a club. And I hate clubs, so I was just kind of standing there awkwardly where they were dancing. And there were a bunch of guys just drooling over them because my friends were attractive. And uh, they kept on coming up to ask them to dance, and they kept on saying no. And I was like, why would they do this? You know, only I'm right there next to them, and, you know, they're both drunk hugging me. And I realized it's because I had a sweater tied across my waist. And you can't look like a threat with a neon green sweater tied across your fucking right waist. At the very least, you're the, either they're your gay best friend, you know? All right, what else, people? I, um... Oh, my aunt's 60th birthday, you know? And I, I was actually, yesterday, I got to do a speech for her. And at the end of the speech, you know, she Facebooked me, and uh, she said, thank you so much, I'm very proud of you. And uh, she didn't say I love you, which means I knew I was destined for comedy. What else, guys? What else? I, um... You pass my phone. No, you can't fucking t record yourself while you're doing your notes. Okay. I'm sorry, guys. Oh, yeah. 24 years old, living in my own place. And um, there was this weird thing that happened to me last night. You know, my mom came over. We were um, having dinner, and she kind of got mad at me because she was like, your place is a fucking mess, Hunter. Clean it up. And I, this is a weird moment for me because I looked at her, and I'm like, if you don't like it, get out. My house, my fucking rules. And you know what she did? She fucking stayed. She did. And she cleaned up my fucking place. And I realized at the same time, it's like, I have no punchline for that joke, but there's something there. All right, that's my time. I'm just getting back. Hunter I owe you $2 today. I'm sorry. I'm Yay. Um, I think that you're all in the right direction on that. Um, I was expecting you to say she slapped me after you <laughs> mouthed off at her in your own home. <laughs> but um, that could be a separate thing. You yeah. could be like, you can go back to when we used to live together. If I would have said that to her, she would have, you know, or whatever, whatever yeah, might have yeah, happened. You're right. You're right. Whatever your methodic dad would have done. <laughs> or whatever you know you can go kind of far into that but I really enjoyed your crowd work at the beginning with the high-fiving I think that's a really good way to bring the energy up and if you want to practice crowd working even farther you can ask other people why they're not a failure or what makes not them with a comics failure. but I'll ask actual crowd yeah yeah not not comics because they're super failures but like you could ask if you're in a you know audience of real yeah. people you can crowd work that, that that's a really good idea yeah but I, I always enjoy you Hey, great set, man. Thank you. I uh, haven't seen you in a minute, so nice to see you again. Thank you. Yeah, how have you been? I've been well, dude. We should catch up. Maybe yeah. off mic. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I just, you're painting such a good picture with the neon sweatshirt around your waist. I just want you to, like, call yourself Hey Arnold or something like that. Like, mm. you're not a threat if you look like a fucking cartoon character. Yeah, or, you know, you're right. I don't know. Um, Can I borrow your beanie? Right now? No, for the Hey Arnold thing, he always wears a beanie. Okay, no, he wears a hat. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. You could borrow my beanie. <laughs> Um, and then was, is your dad a meth addict? Yeah. Okay. I, I was, that wasn't 
perfectly clear for me until she said it. Yeah, it's, so that's it's a. Uh, like I talk, I have bits about it that I talk earlier. So it's just like, it, you know, it, it. something I threw in. Yeah. Um, I wondered if there was a place, I love the, if you don't like it, get the fuck out of my house. I, I kind of feel like you could say like, you don't get to talk to, talk to me like that under my roof. Like, yeah. Like all those parental lines they always give you. Yeah. 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 I feel like you could milk that for a lot more than you have right now, but it's, it's going places. It's a great, great. And setup. you can make her finish her dinner. Yeah. You don't clean your entire plate. <laughs> Look at that. There's starving people in Africa, and you, we just ate this food. Oh, that you is just, very you, funny, you yeah. Under, under my yeah. roof, people finish dinner. Like, you could do all the parenty things. That's really, yeah. Yeah. Great set. Other comments? Oh, he's coming on up. Yeah, I don't know if this is original or not, but um, with the meth thing, I could add on, and I'm not messing around about that. Puns! <laughs> uh. Are you Charlie Spink's dad? <laughs> Just kidding, Mr. Weed. <laughs> Any other comments? Clap your hands wildly yeah, for Hunter Uniac! Yay! <laughs> And keep clapping your hands, everybody. Capital Pilcrow, running your ones and twos tonight, totally has this figured out. Uh, he's going to be running an open mic on Thursdays. We're going to figure out what time. It might be 8 to 10. It might. We're going to figure that out right now. But uh, thank you guys all for coming. I really appreciate you all staying and giving each other comments and being really positive, and especially all the new people. Come on back. And uh, we have open mics here all the time, so... Come back to Mutiny Radio. Thanks for giving us money. Yay! Yay! So at the end, you press the breaker. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Hey, Mutineers, Stolowitz here. Have you ever listened to Labor and Love on Saturday mornings, 10 to noon, with Bill Morgan? It's a really excellent show, one of my favorites here at the station. And it's all about service. It might be the devil, it might be the Lord, but we got to serve somebody. And Bill understands the virtue of service as the heart and soul of the labor movement better than a lot of people I know. And it's one of the reasons I love to listen to him. He breaks down socialism, democracy, protest history, workers' news, and the power of unions. Along with that, he serves up an excellent mix of jazz, Latin, gospel, hip-hop, and traditional folk ballads. Great stuff. Check it out. Labor and Love is every Saturday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Serve somebody.
and women's magazine for free on iTunes. Unfortunately, the only weird part is because there's so many comedy shows at this station, we're actually under the free comedy section. My friends out at Mutiny Radio. Chester Cashcock here, giving you my love and regards as well as Mufi's over there. And you know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Bamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10. They have a fun time at Pamtastics Deep in the Mission, where you can laugh off your tushy every Friday for a mere $10. And $10, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with, so to wipe it off for... <laughs> it's in duty, this. And if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, don't worry, don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen Summer Cottage on the Mountain Ridge for the kayaks. <laughs> Just go to podcast.pcrcollective.org or mutinyradio.fm podcasts and look for Comedy Clubhouse with a K. You can download it for free. But we'd love to see you every Friday, 8 to 10, down here at Mutiny Radio. Laugh off your tushy and save your life. Because you know what's better than laughter? Well, it's a cash cock, baby. <laughs> Flat, black, plastic, vinyl, records, round, played, mixed. All for you every Saturday from noon to two by Scotto Walker. Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long, we have gone without a Chancellor who is willing to take bold leaps of faith and logic to create new possibilities for our great, big, fat nation. As your chancellor, I will balance the budget on the head of a pin, give entertaining speeches, have scandalous affairs, write strongly worded letters to unpopular foreign leaders, look good on camera, end all hunger, crime, abuse, war, disease, disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression, transgression, obsession, expression, impression, regression, and digression by signing pieces of paper that express my disapproval of such things. And invest in an American flag pin to be worn prominently on my stylish jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to ourselves. It's time to turn this country around and drive it into opposing traffic. It's time to take a chance on the Chancellor.
I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. Join us every Sunday, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on mutinyradio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... uh, Aren't they good? Well, they're chosen by Uh, Here's his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch you want to be a comic it's not as easy as we make it look but that's because mutiny radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs strain those improv muscles every sunday from four to six at getting sketchy with david stolowitz Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship. You know, anytime I go swimming in my vault of $10, I mean that fam, podcasts, and look for Comedy Clubhouse. What could it be? By Scott Walker. Amazing artist. Music DJ. Vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. Sadness. Jackets. It's time to work together to take the country back from us and return it to our... Radio.fm for... Let's watch a full-length movie on... YouTube. We watch the best movies that... Uh, aren't they good? Well, they're... Chosen by uh, Here's you. his theme song again. Bye. Okay, bye. Watch on YouTube with So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from 4 to 6 at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. 
press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8, on Joke Workshop with four-minute sets and four-minute critiques from everyone. Get positive, my host, Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9, with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THC. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. Hey, comedy fans, don't miss Comedy Day Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams Meadow in Golden Gate Park, noon till 5. It's free. You'll see 44 or more comedians. 44 comedians, five hours. That's over eight and a half comedians an hour. That's silly. Ever see a half a comedian? Yes, a half wit. Not funny, but Comedy Day will be a guaranteed laugh a minute. Let's see, a laugh a minute times five hours. That's 300 jokes. That's a lot of jokes, folks. Why are these people laughing? I don't know. Maybe because they know Comedy Day will be better than the shoelaces of Madagascar exhibit. Better than the paperweight wearers of the world convention. Better even than the alien sheep herding contest. And speaking of herding, heard any good ones lately? Okay, not funny again, but Comedy Day will be. Don't miss punchlines like these. A frog in a blender. In your hat. To keep his pants up. Comedy Day is worth the price of a mission because it's free. Nothing to buy. No operators waiting for your call. Void. We're prohibited by law. Comedy Day. Sunday, September 16th at Robin Williams. Medal in Golden Gate Park. It's free. Visit comedyday.org for complete details. Do you need an awesome and underground space for an event? Look no further than mutinyradio.fm. Our 30-seat flexible space can accommodate your acoustic band, birthday party, comedy show, dance party, karaoke super fun, theater event, fundraiser. If you think it, we can do it. You run the door in promotion, we run the sound, space, and podcast. Rentals available Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10 at Mutiny Radio FM's performance space at 2781 21st Street in the Deep Mission at 21st in Florida. Contact Pam at pamsadai at hotmail.com for more options and booking dates. Incredible socialist prices so you can be creative in a free speech space without breaking the bank. That's Mutiny Radio Rentals every Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday from 8 to 10. Book your event now. Trying to hurt me, but boy, how it burns me whenever she touched me. And oh, I feel so lucky. Three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. It's seven o'clock. It's time for the next show. Cats, cats, cats. All animal material all the time with your amazing host out of Los Angeles. Put your hands together right now for Karina Diglight. Woo! Hi, guys. Hi. Meow. Cats, 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 welcome to our show. It's such a controversial subject, I feel. Don't you think so? Like, actually, you know what? I love cats. I decided I do love cats as much as I hate them. For sure. I feel like the more I'm far away from the cat, the more I like her. (laughs) Because... 
I don't know. Like, I can never get any cat's approval. I'd be like, kitty, kitty, come here, kitty, come here. Let me love you. Oh, you like me? Gross. It's tough. It's really tough. I feel like women, cats are like women during PMS. PMS. It's like you will never know what got wrong. Like what happened? Like what the fuck did you do to her cat? Like women are so much like cats. Like the more you chase a cat, the more she's gonna run away. But the minute you get busy, the minute you get busy, She's gonna be like from the other room. Meow! 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 Okay, what do you want? What the fuck do you want? Like what? I thought you don't like me. Oh, you hungry? Here. What? Else? Oh, you're thirsty. Okay, here. What do you want? What do you want? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> yeah, it's not a good. It's not the same like with women, like the more like, let's say you're available for her all day. And the minute your football game starts, <laughs> she slides, baby, <laughs> baby, 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 who's that guy in a white shirt? Baby, why are they wearing diapers? Baby, baby, where are they running, baby? Uh-huh, meow, meow, meow. <laughs> Um, yeah, also, like, I feel like women are a lot like cats, because, like, cats, they know ex exactly what they want. When they walk into the room, they know exactly whose lap they're going to sit on. <laughs> Normally, it's going to be the person that doesn't want it the most. Oh, meow, did you see you have a, did you see you have a cat allergy? Come here, <laughs> come here, come here. Oh, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. <laughs> the same like women. When we walk into the room, we know exactly who's, who we're going to go home with. <laughs> yeah. Also, cats are very jealous, just like women. We want you to stroke one pussy at a time. <laughs> yeah. Cats call pussies. Women have pussies. Also, once you bring a cat into your house, everything in your house belongs to a cat, including you. <laughs> Chuck, too. Cat don't like, just like women, cat don't like when you come, come back home late. You'd be like sneaking, sneaking in home at 10 p.m., and the cat is like, oh, you're home. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh, by the way, I have a present for you. <laughs> What are you looking at? Clean it up. <laughs> yeah. Cats, man, cats. Anyway, if you like your pussy, your cat, to be happy, just like your woman, feed your cat. Make sure when he comes on your lap, you stroke that pussy really long, because you'll never know when you get that next time. <laughs> OK, time to start the show, guys. Cats, cats, cats. Our next comedian is Amanda Golub.
Hey, how you guys doing? Um, I am, I think a lot of people know already, I'm in, I'm in town from New Orleans. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, thank you to Pam and Mutiny Radio for putting this on. Um, it's been really great. I, I love San Francisco, like San Francisco's been an experience. Like New Orleans, we don't have any hills. You have a lot of hills, there's a lot of walking. So it's just like, oh, the hills are alive with the sound of me panting and not being able to make it <laughs> up a hill. <laughs> uh, it's been pretty, it's been pretty terrible. I um. Do we have any cat ladies here? Okay. <laughs> like I know it's a cat show, but uh, I think a lot of people hate cats. I don't know. 